ever accidentally piss on them by mistake. Special edition of Films on Trial. Episode number, I don't know, I don't even know if this is a proper episode, but we are going to do a review of the year. Hello, I'm Gav. I'm Alex. Dave. I'm Joel. Basically, we are four lads from Liverpool who like to sit around and bitch about 2017. You could say we're old Lars sign. <laughs> Jesus, oh, Jesus. I think, are you coming to the end of Liverpool Should we cut these out next year? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do something different next year. It's resolution, I'm Gav. happy. I'm happy for recommendations rather than the three of you just sitting back on your asses criticising all my hard work. In fairness, we, in fairness, we've laughed for the last few months. Yes. <laughs> we've laughed. Done our best. We've cried. <laughs> we've died a little inside. <laughs> anyway, we are joined, as usual, by our George Martin of the group. It is Mr. Austin Ray. Hello, Austin. Hello, Films on Trial. Thank you very much. Hi, Austin. <laughs> uh, so what we usually do is we uh, take a film and we put it on trial. But uh, this this time round, we're just basically going to review 2017. Um, so uh, essentially, this is like one giant news section. What we usually would do is we go around in a circle and each talk about the most newsworthy topics of the week but i think we're just going to talk about what is the biggest piece of news that happened in 2017 so hang on i don't know if i've got i should have practiced this uh. Very good. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah, bit can stay in the news. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, so do people want to talk about what was their biggest or favourite piece of news of the year? So, uh, without further hesitation, Alex, would you like to go first? I wouldn't say it was my favourite piece, but I'd say the biggest piece to just rock Hollywood is is the Weinstein affair. It's, it almost seems to have to call it the Weinstein now because it's gone so far reaching into so many different. Uh, areas of life so yeah i'm gonna I, I, i'm gonna say that seems to and is changing the, the the landscape of hollywood hopefully for the better yeah definitely it's 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 set off a bit of a domino effect uh, and a, a lot of people are kind of coming forward uh, saying about experiences or ordeals that they've experienced in the hands of people like harvey weinstein and uh, i think it's it's great news going forward i mean obviously you know it's, it's not great news it's really sad but, but it happened yeah but yeah but the, the fact that it, it as you said it is going to be changing the landscape going forward or you'd hope so anyway and more and more people are coming forwards now um which is a, a great thing people feel like they don't have to hide and suffer in silence um so it's it's really good and i hope that as you said this does change things going forward you know hollywood does have a very famously short memory look at gibson but like i'd say that this would be i think at this point it's garnered enough momentum that i think at least some changes in practices i don't think things behind closed doors and offices will be going on as much as they used to i think people will be thinking twice before doing any of that yeah definitely okay so um dave what is your biggest piece of news for the year um, I actually was going to go with that as well. <laughs> well, that's the pretty much the That's pretty much been the uh, the pinnacle of the uh, the year, I'm afraid. What about Kevin Spacey? Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, that's, that's another one. I mean, we were talking about it before, and he is an actor which we all massively liked and respected, and it's kind of a little bit tainted now. Well, you, you know, it's going to be funny. You know, if you rewatch any of the rewatch any of the Kevin Spacey films, it's going to be, and obviously, this isn't the 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 the, 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 
terrible, most terrible thing to come out of the whole thing. But, you know, you watch LA Confidential now and you'd be like, mm, you know, that's Kevin Spacey. It hasn't got the same, not the same actor you, you first watched LA yeah. Confidential yeah. knowing. Uh, American Beauty especially, ooh, that's not going to, that's just going to be quite uh, tough to watch now, you know. so like I, I can't remember if we actually spoke about this when we talked about it, but um, when John Berth and all, he, he was on the set of Baby Driver, came out and said that he was an absolute asshole and he, he witnessed him being like really abusive to, to other people and he just hated his entire experience of working with him on Baby Driver. Mm. Oh, I think a lot of people over the years have said that he has been unpleasant to work with. There has been a bit of, you know, when you look at um, impersonations of him, there's been a lot of impressions of him being very cold and very hard to work with. And I think it's very similar to to Weinstein. Kevin Spacey was one of the biggest actors yeah. in Hollywood. Uh, you know, incredibly powerful, yeah. powerful actor. And you know, maybe people felt that they couldn't come forward, and all it took was just for one brave person to come forward and say, "Yeah, he he, he did this to me, or this happened." And look what's happened now. It's it's been a domino effect. There's so many people that have come out now against Kevin Spacey, and you know, we can just hope that it continues going forward, and people don't have to you know suffer in silence, especially in the hands of, of people like Kevin Spacey. Um, but yeah, as you said, that this this just. There's, there's so many great films that have uh, essentially been ruined now. Yeah. For me, especially, because I, I don't think I will be able to go back and watch a, a Kevin Spacey film now. Uh, and if I did, you know, there's no way you'd be able to appreciate it in the same no, light. Um, it's different. It's going to be, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, when it comes to losses, I'd say that was like kind of. Yeah, the best. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, um, so some of the other biggest news of the year uh, Star Wars 7. Uh, came out Star Wars 7 it wasn't was it eight. Star Wars 8, eight. Yeah, yeah sorry I get lost 8, 9, 10 Star Wars The, the Last Jedi um, was, was released just recently and it has had very very mixed responses um, well, well once again I've just checked now just to see the difference I think I mentioned this um, on Dave's news news piece a week or two ago uh, the critics have it at 91% and the audience has it at 51% how, how do the critics put it I, I think the critics have sometimes I have a, have a theory that films critics kind of band together and they all decide a film's great and they all sort of seem to join together to say something's really really good or something's really really bad when it's not and I think this is what's happened this time I think the critics have been a bit blinded The Force Awakens was really really good The Last Jedi was atrocious I thought it was absolutely terrible film like I would I know we're going to do this segment a little bit later but you know that's my worst film of 2017 maybe because I only watched it a couple of days ago I thought it was just absolutely appalling, and yeah, just one of it. Sorry, no, I can't hear myself. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that like, that, that, we should just unplug him more. You know? <laughs> I mean, and again, just unplug Alex. <laughs> I'm back. Don't worry. Oh, oh this is a shame. Uh, yeah, so I just thought it, it just just an atrocious film, and I, I, I don't think it's particularly. I don't think Ryan John, Ryan, 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 let's go with Ryan. Ryan, I don't think he's. I don't think he did a particularly good job, but I also don't think it's possible to. I think the first three films did Star Wars. You know, you had Luke coming up, fighting an empire, tempted by the dark side, overcomes his temptation, goes go through his family issues, and the empire's defeated, and everything's happy. There was, I think the story was done, I think, in three films, and I think they're really struggling to figure out what they should do because they've, they've still got to put Chewbacca in it, even though there's no point in having Chewbacca in anywhere near the film and R2-D2 and C-3PO. 
they, they, I feel like the directors and everyone who's trying to make this story go in a different direction. Oh, no, I mean, just to progress the story, I've got millstones around the necks of these expe- expectations that the fans have. And I think when you're constantly worried about what fan expectations and you've got to put this in and pop, got to put this, I think that strangles creativity in a way that the first three films didn't have. Well, I think that's been a big criticism of the fans' criticism, if you like, in that a lot of people are looking at it kind of with nostalgia type of thing, and all the critics are like, well, you know, Star Wars has been done, this is Rian Johnson putting an end to the old stuff, and it's like a kind of setting down a marker for to go in a new direction. But and It was original, you can't take that away from it. It was an original, more original than The Force Awakens, which was essentially a remake of yep. Hope. But maybe that's what the fans want, the fans want... They don't really want originality. They want it to be that Star Wars image that they've kind of they've got in their heads, and maybe that's why the critics, like on its own as a separate film, it's all right. But as a Star Wars film, it destroys everything you enjoyed. I think the Force Awakens is a. Um, it, I think it was an easier job for J.J. Abrams to do because uh, it was just setting up the story. So I think the origins and starting it up, I think that's a little bit easier to do than the actual continuation. So I think Ryan Johnson had a pretty hard job, but I think he completely messed it up as well. Well, as you say, we'll we'll continue that a little bit more because I'm sure we could speak forever about it. But I just thought another big piece of news was Fox, well, Disney buying out Fox. Um, I know a lot of people have got mixed feelings about it. A lot of people aren't happy <laughs> kind of continuing in the same vein of what we just spoke about, of what Disney are doing to Star Wars. Um, and the same type of thing could happen. They have promised that Deadpool will still be rated R, so it, that kind of won't lose any of the kind of visceral violence and over-the-top swearing and all that type of stuff, apparently. Um, but it also opens up a whole bunch of opportunities in terms of things like the X-Men and all that type of thing coming into the Avengers films, which I don't know if it needs to happen. I wasn't really missing them from those films to begin with, but I'm not sure what Disney's end goal is here. They just seem to be buying out everything. Everything. So, domination. so what have they got now? They've got Fox. They've got Star Wars. Star Wars. Lucasfilm. Marvel. Marvel. They already bought out Pixar, didn't they? So, Pixar. I mean, the, the the only one that's given them for fighting them is DC, who just <laughs> have shot themselves in the foot so many times that they don't have any feet left. But so. Warner, Warner Brothers are still out there, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah, Warner Brothers. Yeah. With what? What? what what's there? Uh, I couldn't begin to tell you. But I'd say Disney are taking over, so... Oh, yeah. Sure. Have, I have taken over. Yeah. The, the only good thing about... Um, Fox being sold is that it's Rupert Murdoch diminished a little bit. So I was, I was happy from a sort of <laughs> diminished, that aspect. Diminished, but getting paid like many billions yeah, of his dollars. Inf- his influence is less now, yeah. which can only be a good thing. Well, but the only thing he didn't relinquish was all of his media. Yeah, Fox News is still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but um, no, I, I like I agree with Joel. I, like, I know I've said it on quite a few podcasts. I feel like I'm not that interested in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it does seem character bloated. So having them all under one roof probably isn't the best idea. Well, thank you very much, everyone. Uh, that was the 2017 news, I, I suppose. Oh, oh God, I probably should do this again, shouldn't I? Oh, my word. Uh, <laughs> 
Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so thank you very much. Uh, so I thought we could just talk about what our favourite and least favourite films were from 2017 um, in no particular order. Captain Dave, what was your favourite piece of cinema for 2017? I want to bring this one up just because I don't think anyone else would. Um, Logan, I think, was one of my favourite films of, of this year. I absolutely adored it. I thought as far as superhero films goes, let's face it, the market is saturated with superhero films right now. And this was a breath of fresh air, to be honest with you. It really worked. It was a great little film. It, it was. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. It just sounds like uh, my, my cat's having a cat. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like my, my cat's having its own uh, Logan-esque last stand outside. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's winning. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I really, really liked it, to be honest. I, I thought I was going to like it beforehand. I didn't kind of anticipate how much I would like it. I, I thought it was absolutely incredible. I, I actually stood up and started applauding in the cinema, if you guys remember. <laughs> you did, you did. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, uh, like a proper nerd. Uh, Alex, uh, so I wanted to speak to you about it because it's, it heavily lifts from uh, one of your favourite films of all time, uh, which is Shane. Um, so it, it's very, very much quite like Shane. Um, and so I, I wanted to know if you thought that that affected it at all, or if if you thought it borrowed just amount, just the right amount to make it its own film. I don't think did it borrow from Shane. It did. I mean, I, I I can see how yeah, a gun yeah okay. I can see a little bit of Shane in the fact that he kind of takes a kid under. Well, there's a kid involved, and he's a fighter, and at the end, um, spoiler. But like, <laughs> well, I, I I don't think there's any when you say it borrowed from. Shane, I think that's the only thing it borrowed from Shane. That's a massive spoiler, by the way. We might have to snip that out. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. We really do need to snip that out. <laughs> but um, no, I, I, I don't think it borrowed much from Shane in the sense of its sort of style or anything like that. So it didn't bother me. If I'd felt like it was trying to be Shane, it would have really, really bothered me. But I, uh, I, I like Logan. It was a good film. Um, yeah. I just like, you know, I, th- I think I've said it before, but if you watch any of the old X-Men films, especially the scenes with Wolverine, when he goes to stab somebody, like if he goes to stab them in the chest, it'll actually pan up to the guy's face, yes. you know, and you won't see the claws actually go in. No, no. But there's that sequence in this one where uh, Xavier's having like that, whatever type of attack it is, and it's it's all going in slow motion, and he's just like stabbing people in the head, like <laughs> oh, no. in really oh, no. slow motion, <laughs> oh, loads no, of no. blood and all that type of stuff. It's yeah. just completely different from what we've seen before. It, it felt like Wolverine unleashed, didn't yeah. it? It did. So, uh... and especially the bit when he takes that that potion and he, she says like, you know, I'll, I'll just have a, have a drop or whatever, and he takes the full lot, and you think. He's just going to go on this big rampage and it lasts about, you know, a minute and a half before it wears off. And it's just kind of so unexpected as to what we're used to in in superhero films where the good guy always wins, which I suppose he does, but, you know, there's... there's, It's just nice... A price price to be paid for it, yeah. Yeah, and and now... Obviously, with Disney acquiring the rights to all of Fox's back catalogue and uh, all their property, the question is whether the X Men will be brought into the um, Avengers fold or, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm. Um, uh, you know, we have had uh, some news recently where Hugh Jackman was questioned whether he wanted to be involved in that, and he said no. Um, but there are talks at the moment of how they can write Wolverine into the Avengers um, films. So how would how would that look going forward? Would people want it to be recast? No, no, no. Think, leave, leave Wolverine no. alone. I it's think done. as well they'd have to undo a lot of 
stuff that's happened in the Marvel universe. Because I think, um, you know, a lot of Avengers has all been leading to Infinity Wars and Thanos. And like with X-Men, the type of Thanos villain was Apocalypse, who was like a a movie or two ago, and it was just really terribly done. And yeah. I think they'd have to undo a shit ton of it to, to bring them to bring them both together. Yeah, well, I think um, they, they could do it, but it would have to be a new character in a new film, so completely disregard anything that's previously happened, and we're introducing Wolverine, played by a new actor, as a new character to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because at, at the moment, all of the... Because um, when you look at Marvel... It's like split into two, isn't it? There's superheroes and then there's mutants. So there's superheroes who acquire their um, superpowers from like an accident or there's mutants who are born with the ability. So we haven't actually experienced a mutant as of yet. It's all been superheroes. So this would be them going into a different path, wouldn't it? But there's too many paths. It's too ridiculous. It's too much. I, I can't follow it. So I, I actually feel like out of step with it now because I haven't watched a, f- a few films and it feels like it progresses so fast when you don't do it that I just, if they started doing different paths and alternate realities, I would have no idea what the hell was going on anymore. And I'm just out. Well, okay. So, um, so Alex, what was your favorite film of the year then? My favorite film without a doubt was Moonlight towards the beginning of the year. I thought that was just one of the best films I'd seen in a really long time. I loved the way it tackled with deals, you know, the, the issues it was dealing with, like, you know, sort of urban decay, uh, you know, homosexuality. Um, I, I, I just, you know, growing up in poverty, I, I just thought the way it was dealt with in a really sort of tender and, and really sort of grown up, beautiful way was really quite shocking. It was quite shocking to see, you know, it's a different way of approaching these issues and completely valid. And I hope there's more films. I hope issues like that are dealt with more in that way rather than often. I think sometimes they can be sort of aggrandized and made to seem a a little bit romanticized, uh, you know, and and it didn't do that at all. Beautiful direction, incredible acting and and a fantastic story. So if you haven't seen Moonlight, I would highly recommend it. Not just for 2017, I'd say it's what it's, it's up there with some of my favorite films ever, I would say. Yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was a completely masterful film. Um, I, honestly, I, every scene was just beautiful. And, you know, as, as you were saying before, um, the way it handled its subject matter it was just so well done. I mean, sometimes you watch coming of age films and it feels like it's been written with like a sledgehammer, you know, it's yeah. just like, um, oh, things change, stuff happens when yes. you're young. Angsty, you know? yeah. Yeah. But with this, it was just, oh, I was just told so well. It was no. this, like, like this. Um, kind of effective subtlety to it as well. Yeah. It's just brilliant. Um, and the way it, it dealt with um, homosexuality yeah. uh, within teens, um, I thought was just so well done. It was just such a beautiful... Mature, grown-up yeah, way of way looking of at it. it. Yeah. Once again, like as I think I mentioned this when we first talked about it, um, one of the things that I, I don't like sometimes in, in films that are dealing with um, kind of youth coming to terms with their sexuality is that a lot of them show like kind of young, uh, immature, naive people coming to terms with their sexuality by having sexual intercourse with a more experienced and dominant partner. Yeah. And it's always like they're sort of like taking advantage of yeah. them. And, you know, it's with that, it was kind of just mutual. Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, it was so respectful. It was just so beautifully filmed. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's one of my favorite films of all time. Actually, you know, it's especially of the year, definitely. 
Um, but one of the other films that I wanted to talk about, um, which I thought was completely fantastic, uh, was Get Out. Yeah. Uh, I laugh while I'm saying it because I've watched it four times. So far this year. <laughs> I watched it, watched it for the fourth time the other day with, uh, with uh, Captain Dave mm-hmm. and uh, tweeted afterwards, uh, just, just basically gushing to Jordan Peele. <laughs> I love this film so much. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was incredible. It's a cracking film. It really it is. is really. Yeah, yeah. I just once again it was the subject matter, the way it, like the character, every like the characters in it, everything is just brilliant. Should, should tell you who I thought was fantastic in it. What's the girl? She's in Girls, the TV show. But you know, do you know who I mean? The, I know what you mean. I've not seen her uh, in anything else. Yeah, I, 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 she's she's in a couple of things, but I thought that was must be her breakout role. Mm. I thought. I don't want to give too too many spoilers out about Get Out here, but I thought at the end of a film, she was amazing. I won't say why, but she was absolutely captivatingly amazing. And I'm really looking forward to seeing pretty much all of the actors in that. I'm looking forward to seeing them in other things. They were absolutely brilliant. I hadn't actually seen her in anything else, uh, so... As she said, she's in Girls. Yeah, um, I th- th- think that's that's what like, people who I've watched it with have said. Oh yeah, that's that's the girl from Girls. I'd, I'd never seen her in it. Total was, departure from from that though. You know. So yeah, that was the first thing I'd seen her in, and I, I thought she was amazing. I also really liked uh, Betty Gabriel Georgina, who played the maid. Um, mm. I thought oh, that just she's that pretty scene. chilling, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a scene in it where um, Chris finds that his phone's been unplugged, and he confronts the, the maid about it. And he says, "You know, why why has why my phone been unplugged?" And she she comes. It's so creepy yes. and unnerving. And then he sort of like asks her in like a kind of disguised way, "Are you all right?" And the way she says no about like 17 times. Yeah. And each time she says it, it's slightly different. Yes. And she does it with this kind of like menacing, manic, yeah. manic smile yeah. with these really sad eyes. And there's this tear strolling down her face. It that was, was incredible. terrifying as well. Yeah. Do you know, another thing I think it did really well is it had the comic relief friend. Yeah. And they pulled that off really well. It's not easy to do that, but they pulled that friend. He, he did it absolutely perfectly. It could have been a bit daft, I think, and it could have yeah, ruined yeah. the tone of the film. But it was exactly what the film needed. Need a little bit of levity, but didn't ruin the, yeah. the general outcome. But I think sometimes you have the daft friends, right? Who is a bit of a comic, comic relief sort of thing, but he gets like a one up, you know. Yes. But yeah. with this, they did it right. You know, there's this scene where uh, the, so the, the, the friend is uh, bringing uh, Rose to find out what's happened to Chris, and he realizes that she's lying. So he puts her on mute, and it's almost like something that I do or you do, you know, where he like puts her on mute and then starts shouting at her, like, oh, I know that you're lying. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, no, I know. And then he goes to record her. And then by the time that he's he's pressed on mute, she's gone on to the fact that he knows. So she turns it round and says, oh, no, no, you're the weird one, actually. And then he thought that he was one ahead and he gets really angry and starts calling the names and then hangs up on her. And then he gets, he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, so, and I thought that was really good. Whereas if it would have been another film, it would have, you know, sort of like kind of the comedy friend who hasn't shown any smarts kind of yes. gets one up in the end, you know. Yeah, I just thought it was really, really well done. Really well done. It's made me want to watch it right now, to be honest. So, yeah. Who's up for a fifth time of the year? (laughs) (laughs) Get it in. Uh, So, yeah, also, I think we should talk about the worst films of the year as well. So, uh, first, I want to find out um, what Austin's thoughts are, because, Austin, you you don't really watch films at all, to be honest. So, (laughs) be very interested to hear what your worst film of the year was. Uh, my, My worst film of the year? I don't think I've, I haven't watched that many films at all this year, to be fair. So I, I'd probably say that both my best and worst film 
was uh, Star Wars Last Jedi. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> there were moments where I thought this is the this is the greatest film I've seen in all year, genuinely. Yeah. And then there were some scenes where, oh man, I just Which I, I despaired. I had my head in my hands, I or I that. was just like laughing incredulously. I think I was the only uh, times I was as well. I thought I was the only person in the in the uh, the auditorium who thought, "What's going on here? This is." absolute shit and i looked around and people were just like aghast like totally enthralled by by mm. some of the scenes you know the mary poppins scene that just <laughs> uh it's just spoiler <laughs> but um you know and I, I just thought this is this is fucking pants and then there were other bits where this is like the best action film i've seen which in, bits did you like um, memorable the 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 snoke's death bit i thought okay. that was great yeah but then the fact that he's dead ruins an entire storyline for mm. me. So it was bittersweet. The entire yeah. film I thought was bit, just massively bittersweet. It was, uh, I thought it was very entertaining, but killed off so much of the, the story. Yeah. You know, I don't know why I need to go back in, know, in two years' time. Into the next one. I, I don't it. know yeah. where they're going at yeah. all with the next one. Yeah. Well, I've so heard there's going to be a time hop, so it's not going to be straight after. So I presume Milo and, and Ray will be masters so they will have had enough time to build another death star that's what they're yeah. going to do and then they're going to bring in the new generation aren't they they're going to train the new actors and then they're going to re oh god star wars will never end will it <laughs> no it will never end and it's I, gonna and, us. And, and i know you love star wars I, I you know i do think star wars got a good story but it doesn't have enough as many stories don't it doesn't have enough to generate just endless films you know mm. at some point it will run out of its juice you know star wars juice yeah, no, I, I, I agree. That well-known juice. <laughs> Star Wars juice. Drink it up. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think... I th- so was I that think... what Luke was drinking on that little island? <laughs> what, what was that? What was that? I mean, was that comedy when he just goes up and milks her and drinks it? And it's like, you know, when you just, what? No, no, I, so I think that's been raised, because uh, I read this, because I, I was like, what the hell was that? You know, so I, I read up on it afterwards. I think that that was in uh, episode um, two or three, either Empire Strikes Back or uh, Return of the Jedi. He's drinking. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's it's Empire Strikes Back. It's the training scene. He keeps on drinking this green milk, and um, so I think one of the questions that's been around for like the past you know forty forty odd years is what the hell was that green milk? And that was supposed to answer that. So that's what I think this film tried to do was to answer a loads of uh, kind of unanswered questions and kind of clean the slate so it can create its new original film for the last one so nobody's got any sort of like oh this is going to happen and this is going to happen no one cares about that anyway apart from like die die hard fans you know just some things are just it's a film in it like, yeah. it's not an actual you well, know so, honestly you'd be surprised because when i typed it into google those people who were irate they're like i can't believe they did that with the green milk <laughs> how could they <laughs> Wow. I, I don't think I've ever watched a film and come home like quite so like flat. I think I just felt flat. Like I, I said to you guys, kind of before we made this, it just pisses over everything in in the Star Wars films. In the first one, you could quite easily just uh, you know light speed something into the Death Star, why yeah. bomb it? You know, just light speed something through the center of it, and boom, it's done. Again, in the second one, just light, just light speed into just everything. Speed everything we'll, yeah. just, we'll just take it apart. You know, Luke. I think everyone after Return of the Jedi had an image in their head 
and Rian Johnson just went, you know, fuck your image, <laughs> <laughs> and just and just made him into this character that apparently wants to kill people in the sleep, children sleeping, yeah. children uh, under he, his care. He then gets a magical new force ability, which again almost kind of pisses on everything. It's just like, well, why didn't the Jedi just do that? You know, kind of before All the time, yeah. Um, although I'm not sure if he's trying to hint at the fact that when he used it it takes so much of a toll that he dies or if Luke is just finally like at peace and he just decides to become one with the force. It's, it, it, it just isn't even obvious whatsoever. What, what? And then there are all these other little stupid story bits like the casino yes. um, arc when it, if that hadn't have happened, absolutely nothing would have been different. And the fact that they refused to tell Poe Damer and the plan and if they told him the plan, it wouldn't fucking happen to begin with, and everybody would have been b- on board with the plan. And uh, but the plan as well is just like they get in those ships and they're going towards the planet, aren't they? And apparently the slowest fucking shuttlecraft yeah. ever. So they're just slowly going for ages and ages and ages. The plan will involve eighty percent of us dying. Uh, yeah, but it's still a plan. They're firing things at them, and it's, oh, yeah, and also sorry, just why was Laura Dern dressed like Dame Edna? You know, like with the purple hair. And do you know? Do you know what I mean by Dame Edna? That, that's the one thing you're taking away from this, Laura <laughs> Dern. <laughs> Laura Dern dre- coming dressed like that. Just, I was already pretty gone by that point. But it was just, why was she dressed like that? I'd why was Laura it. Dern in it at all? I mean, uh, th- there's just so many things that piss me off. There's loads of other stuff. You know, like the introduced characters in uh, the Force Awakens. You know, like Captain Phasma, which is Gwendolyn uh, Lily's character. Um, and they just kill her off in about five seconds. It's yeah. like, why, why did she even need to well, ever I, exist? I thought that she'd been killed off in The Force Awakens. Me too. And then she came back and I was like, oh, wow, she's she's in it. That, 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 that's great, actually. And then she gets killed off after yeah. about five minutes. So I was like, oh, well, so you think, but she's going to come back in the third <laughs> one. <laughs> it, it, there's just so much. It's like, it, it kind of reminds me as if Rian Johnson watched The Force Awakens and went... I fucking hated that and decided to just <laughs> do his I'm own thing. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah I, somebody said a question before, which I thought was really interesting because I hadn't thought about it. It is, it is set directly after the force awakens finishes, isn't it? So it's yeah. just like kind of, yep, we finished. Mm-hmm. Here we go. And you also said that the force awakens is set 20 years or th- is it 30 years after uh, the Jedi. return of the Jedi? Mm-hmm. Um, so how, and within that, because um, you had the, the Death Star blown up, and then within the Force Awakens, you had a Death Star planet. planet. Right. So, how long did it take to build that? Like twenty years, and then, and then in the beginning of this one, you've got a dreadnought which you'd never heard of before, which is just a giant ship, and then that gets destroyed, and you're just like, oh my word! And then once, oh, does that get destroyed? I can't even freaking remember. Yeah, who, it does. Who, who are the First Order? Right, and like, doesn't it just? sort of piss on all of the, th- the first three films when they've defeated the Empire. And then apparently 20 years later, nothing has changed. Like, yeah. nothing has changed. Doesn't it just piss all over the achievements of everyone in the first three films? No leadership crisis either. They seem to get it all together pretty quickly. You know? <laughs> and uh, he was saying before that in The Force Awakens, the First Order was supposed to be... Uh, they weren't running the show. They were just like some... Yeah, they just kind of up and come in and then at the start of this one, they've got tons of ships, just loads of stuff happening right yeah um uh yeah so i uh wanted to talk about my worst film of the year which was the mummy 
the remake style. Oh yeah, Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. I haven't seen it. I, I just couldn't. I got they got panned so badly. Have you actually seen it? Uh, yeah. So I was on a nine-hour flight and I needed to fill the time. I'll do it. Yeah. So I decided <laughs> to fill it with the worst films of 2017, just so I could say I watched them. So I watched um, the Mummy, uh, Annabelle Two, um, Alien Covenant. Wow. The Dark Tower. Wow, you really covered some ground there, didn't you? Did you watch the entirety of The Dark Tower? Uh, fortunately for me, uh, uh, the flight was coming to an end, so I tried to rewatch <laughs> it with you and Joel, oh, yeah. and uh, second time around, it wasn't anywhere. We, we didn't get very far. No, we didn't. But The Mummy, I did watch the entirety of, and I thought it was completely awful. It was really, what, really bad. What's Tom like in it? Because I, I, I used to, Tom Cruise used to be possibly i would say he's possibly one of the best the greatest living actors in my view and i actor or film star because actor a difference no no have you seen born on the fourth of july is the best acting i've seen by an actor ever possibly it's up there born on the fourth of july is like an incredible performance yeah so um yeah, well, I, I've just dismissed that. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> no, it wasn't. I, I, I was going to say that it was a long time ago, though. Yeah, well, yeah, no, that's what I mean. And now his recent stuff, ever since he started jumping on couches and stuff, like he it, it, it sort of broke himself for me. I think he found his niche in the nineties as action star, and he's stuck to that. And I think now he's he's making his way back to more serious films. But I think because because obviously you know he can't play the action star forever. No. Although you know the likes of Liam Neeson and Jackie Chan, uh, you know, are saying otherwise. That's true. Um, Didn't that film um, American Made go down pretty well? Yeah, yeah. Although I haven't seen that it. was Me neither. A, a, a serious, a serious one. Um, yeah, so it's about a, a, a smuggler. Yeah, it's like Narcos, basically, isn't it? It's exactly, a bit yeah. off the back of that, isn't it? Well, the Mummy is not like that. It was awful, and the thing is, is his character was really unlikable in it as well. Um, so I was expecting his character to be like, oh. Uh, sort of you know soldier or spy or you know so that sort of like uh, ethan hunt mission impossible sort of character but now it's just like this sniveling little um treasure hunter he isn't even a treasure hunter essentially he just he's just found a map and he's just like yeah i want that uh, he, he's he's a guy that sells stuff on the black market um, so him and jake johnson find uh, 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 this 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 tomb essentially and um, the I can't remember the the girl's name in it. Um, she was in Peaky Blinders the first season, um, but she was the actual treasure hunter who was trying to find it. She kind of like uh, comes to the site at the same time as Tom Cruise and Jake Johnson do, and they're all like, "Oh, what's going on here?" The ground collapses in front of them, and they find the mummy, and they release it, and it's just oh, it's just terrible. From that point on, it is awful. Uh, just well, it's awful throughout the entire thing. Even the beginning I've as well. watched the beginning, and that all happens in about four minutes. <laughs> Does it? So you're telling me that after four <laughs> minutes, it's terrible? Yeah, no. So, 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 yeah, so all of that, yeah, all of that. What I've just said is, is four minutes, and the rest of it is just complete nonsense. It's it, it's terribly scripted, over CGI'd. Very, very over CGI'd. Everything is over CGI'd. Even Jake Johnson, he gets bitten by a spider and essentially turns into an arsehole. Um, and and it's our soul spider and so his transformation is all done via CGI so it's essentially mm. just like you use a bit of talc and you yeah, get the same I, effect I remember seeing a, you know the trailer where he's like he's in a plane and the plane's crashing yeah. and things 
like I, I just not interested in that sort of CGI anymore. You know, when it's like, oh yeah, you know, I no, I've seen planes crash and you've seen it all happen before, yeah. and I know that Tom Cruise is not going to die in that plane crash. You know, it's, there's no there's no sort of stakes spoiler, to it. Spoiler: He did actually die in the plane crash. <laughs> 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 what? So what? Seriously? And that's the end of the <laughs> film. I was just about to say, in, just in isn't, isn't that on the trailer? He died in the trailer. Doesn't he die? And then someone shit. says, oh, she doesn't. She wants you to. He gets brought back. She wants you to live or something. I'm oh, sure that's, that's in yeah, the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, goodness so me. He's he's the one that frees the mummy, and and so the mummy is like got his back essentially. So even even when he dies, the mummy's like, "No, you're all right, lads. Don't worry. It's all right, lads. Don't worry." And, and especially since the original with uh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, it's that's a classic, a, it's isn't it? It's a decent film, isn't it? And the mummy is terrifying in that. You know that 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 did yes. everything you need from a mummy film. You know that is definitive for me. If you want to think about, you know, the bandages coming off while it's going Ooh, and chasing people, that one was terrifying. So you don't need another mummy film, I don't think. No. Okay, and one last film I wanted to talk about was Bright. So I haven't actually watched it. Well, I haven't watched all of it yet. The bits that I did watch weren't that good. Austin, although you don't watch a lot of films, you kind of pick and choose. Yeah, them, yeah, don't yeah, you? yeah, yeah. I've seen <laughs> Bright. I, I quite enjoy. I thought it was entertaining. It's like a buddy cop uh, film, and I, I enjoyed it. It's Will Smith back. Back again, you know. <laughs> I can tell Gav, by Gav's face, he's just Gav. like, yeah, sh- shut up, Austin. <laughs> I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. No, no, no honestly, I, like, I, I, I did turn it off because I didn't like it. Uh, I made, but I did, you know me, I, I love terrible films, but only if they've been made on a small budget. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a big budget. really big budget, yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, so it's being called perhaps the worst film of 2017. Do you agree, Austin? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's close between that and and the Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> one could be the best, one could be the worst. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't a good film. It's not a classically good film, but it was entertaining. It, I watched it, you know, Boxing Day or something like that. It was that sort of film, you know. A sit down. You haven't got to think very hard. Um, I wasn't following all of it all the way through. Yeah, it's it it pretty good. It was a bit. Um, it's a bit heavy on the whole. Did it have a point? Yes, yeah, or sort of. There's a bit of a racism vibe going on in there with the orcs and all this sort of stuff. It was just a bit. I mean, some some of it was just a little bit far fetched or a right, little bit okay. too preachy. But yeah, a bit on the nose at yeah. times, maybe. Yeah. Sometimes though, I wonder. You know, after Suicide Squad, when the director came back to Will Smith and went, "Got another idea here." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Let me. Let's have another crack at it. Yeah. Yeah, this one's about orcs. <laughs> no, you're right. How the hell did that happen? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. So, thank you very much for all that, guys. Uh, just to cap this special edition off, I thought we could have a quiz and a bit of a, a, a review of the year in a quiz form. Lovely. Uh, so, this is going to work out a bit better because Dave probably knew all the answers, but he's just had to go home. So, um, so all I'm going to ask come you to guys. <laughs> And he's taking the ball home with him. <laughs> uh, so, um, so we've got ten questions. <laughs> we've got ten questions here. All I want you guys to do, I'm going to ask the ten questions, and you are going to buzz in when you know the answer. So, the first person to buzz in and get the answer correct wins the point. Okay. Right, how should we buzz? Um, you make your own noise. Okay. Okay. Right. Uh, so, question number one: What is the highest grossing film of 2017? <laughs> <laughs> that was my own a dead, a dead bee. <laughs> oh, yeah, go on. Uh, it's got to be the last Jedi, surely. Okay, Joel, saying the last Jedi. Any anybody uh, else? Um, 
Um, the highest grossing film of 2017. Um, no, I don't know. Was, was there a Guardians film? Yes, that was this film. That was uh, this year. Yeah, Guardians, so, I'm saying Guardians. Um, okay, so minus points for Joel and Austin. <laughs> oh, great. You should have not said anything. <laughs> no, no, just minus points for Joel, um, because you would think that it was Star Wars, but so far, not. It's in second place, Star Wars, with 445 million. Uh, but the highest grossing <laughs> film of 2017... Uh, is Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did I read that before. That. Okay, uh, question number two. Which veteran acting duo ballsed up announcing the best film at the 2017 Oh, oh uh, got it. Awards? Got it. Uh, uh, it was Warren Beatty and shit, was it Faye Dunaway? It was Warren Beatty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One point to Alex. Yeah. Okay. Question number three. Uh, in the film All the Money in the World, who did Ripley... 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 Ripley Scott is Joel's porn pseudonym. Who did Ripley Scott <laughs> replace Kevin Spacey with? <laughs> Who was that? Me. No, okay. <laughs> uh, Christopher Plummer. Yeah, well done. Two, two points to Alex. Uh, number four. Uh, so, um, the Han Solo Star Wars spin-off movie has been through a bit of turmoil this year when the directors were replaced by Ron Howard. But can you tell me who the original directors were? No. No, I cannot. No, no. Okay, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. All right, easier question. What did they previously direct? What is their biggest hit? Phil Lord and Chris Miller. What, together? Do they always work as, work as a team? Um, well, they worked as a team on this previous project, and I think it's it's the first or the biggest one that they've done anyway. It's just that neither of them are good enough to do a project on their own. <laughs> yeah. Don't know. David would be all over this one. To build David, a project David on their Duffus. own. No, no, no. Don't, I do not know. No, I don't know either. The, the Lego movie. Oh, Dave right. would have. I was dropping a hint there with the bills. Yeah, yeah, but no, no. Screw you. Did not pick it up. After you said it. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense now. Anyway, um, so David Gordon Green raised eyebrows by announcing that he was rebooting the Halloween franchise in 2018 by collaborating with which American comedy star? Halloween? Which comedy American star? Hey. Mm. <laughs> oh, don't know. Uh, oh, no, you're not going to get this one no. either. It's Danny McBride. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good to know. Okay, right. Europa Core announced record losses this year and borderline bankruptcy um, caused by which film? Borderline. Okay, uh, hang on. <laughs> the Mummy. No. Oh, no. So what is the one of the biggest flops of the year? Directed by Luke Besson. <laughs> Can I have this even though I've already answered? Yeah. Uh, Me and Joel don't know so. Valerian in the City of oh, a Thousand Planets. And so on. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, how, how bad did it flop by? A bit of big. Hard. Big and hard. <laughs> Big, hard and floppy. Which yeah. <laughs> is the name of Joel's porn. <laughs> Big flop. A Life in Porn by Joel Robinson. Right. Okay, uh, so... Um, so Godzilla vs. Kong has been announced for the new year. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, who is the director attached to the project at the moment? 
I'll tell you, right. you're not going to get this. It's Adam Wingard. But can you tell me? Can you give me one film that Adam Wingard is? You, 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 you would be shit on university. You know, Paxman. Yeah, 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 you're not going to get this. I'm just going to tell you. I'm so excited. I've got to tell you. I was hoping Dave would be here. You could get the more challenging ones. So hang on. What's the. What's These the are not films that any of us would remotely yeah. follow, to be no fair. No offense taken as well, go. Where are you off? <laughs> you just leave it. <laughs> So should we just keep the podcast going yeah, while you're going? Yeah, we'll see how long it takes you. To, have you takes run out of battery you. on your laptop? Oh, Jesus. He's run out is... of battery and he doesn't know the answer himself. <laughs> he doesn't know his it's own questions. He's the guy who did um, Blair Witch. So. Oh, well done, Austin. Yes, yes. Well, there you go. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, that is right. It, it was uh, Blair Witch. Well done, Austin. Um, okay, so uh, an easier one is um, the Dark Universe took a massive tumble this year um, with the massive flop that was The Mummy but who was the last actor recruited into the Dark Universe playing the character of the werewolf? Oh, this was in, in the podcast news recently, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? I don't remember. I kind of feel like most I of these questions remember. were probably podcast news questions. I don't. Most of them were. I don't listen to anyone but myself on this podcast, so... <laughs> uh, no, I don't, don't know. know. Actor winning Oscar has previously played a Bond villain. Actor winning Oscar winning actor Christoph Waltz Oh yeah uh, What did I just say? <laughs> actor winning Oscar <laughs> Oscar winning actor and, and even if you said it wrong I'll mix it up So you said it <laughs> Christoph Waltz uh, No uh, It was Javier Bardem Oh okay Right okay uh, Another question here um, Which um, uh, Kind of long shot Director Has been attached To the new Star Wars film Long shot director as in, really, really... For the Han Solo of, one, though. No, uh, what did I just say? Star Wars? I really do need the toilet, don't I? <laughs> so what I meant is uh, Star Trek franchise. Oh, oh Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> and... What the hell is this? Austin, Austin. Austin. There's two in there, in the two directors. Uh, yeah, but, you know... J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams is the other one. Okay, and uh, the last question is... Is he just getting a monopoly on anything to do with everything. space? Everything. Yeah, yeah, anything to do with stars. Yeah. Space is his and domain. And he's taken Simon Pegg with him as well, which is okay. really annoying. Yeah. Um, Simon Pegg is now in... Oh, sure, in Star Trek, Star Trek as well. yeah, yeah, and Star, yeah. Yeah. Star Wars, and he was in Star Wars playing young couple. And he was in Star Wars as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was in Star Trek as well. <laughs> He's in Star Trek. Yeah, I hate it. You know, he did, you know he wrote Star Trek Beyond and basically wrote the character of Scotty to be bigger than fucking Spock. It just, I know that for, for, for many people, they'd just be like, well, how does that matter? But I love the original series, so for him to just make Scotty such a big character and Spock so small. I'll never forgive Simon Pegg. I think just get over it. <laughs> no. <laughs> if, I, if I could, I would have already. So. Um, but, but, it's Simon Pegg, so... <laughs> that didn't go down well, did it? <laughs> no. Anyway, last question, last question. Uh, okay, so which acting great announced that they will be retiring in 2018? <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. Well done, well done. So yeah, I think. Robin uh, Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, Alex, Alex won the, yeah, the quiz of 2017. It feels like it, yeah. It feels like he definitely did. <laughs> Although points will be deducted for um, going on about our rubbish Star Trek <laughs> beyond us. <laughs>
Okay, yeah, so that's that's basically it. I just wanted to kind of do a quick recap of the year. This will be like a bonus episode. Uh, and just to say thank you very much to all of our listeners who have tuned in in 2017. We really do appreciate it. Um, so uh, one of the kind of final things we wanted to point out was in the direction of our graphic designer, who is Winston Sang, who you can follow on Twitter, at the underscore quirks. And he does some stellar work for us every week by doing a hilarious kind of... Um, image to go along with the episode that we're going to be reviewing so i just wanted to ask people what their favorite image was of the year uh, so alex what is yours uh, the notebook without a doubt for me <laughs> is is is, the, is my favorite yeah yeah i think that the notebook but also the most recent one is pretty special as well in pulp fiction pulp fiction is pretty good it's yeah. surprising yeah, yeah, to yeah. be honest how everybody apart from me fits female characters <laughs> <laughs> You, I have Maybe to say, the Jurassic, the Jurassic World one, your face did go into Chris Pratt's particularly yeah, yeah. well. It was, well, yeah, yeah, surprisingly well. Honestly, man, I was I was surprised by how aroused I was by that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt the same about Pulp Fiction, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Winston. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a top lad. Uh, so Very please talented. give him a follow. He's got loads of great artwork um, and loads of good gifts as well. And uh, yeah, you can look at all of our previous, art, well, the previous bits of artwork that are attached to our episodes on our website, filmsontrial.co.uk. Um, so yeah, so thank you very much for, for listening. Um, give us a like, give us a share, give us a subscribe. Uh, go on Twitter. You can follow us there, Film Trials. That's it. <laughs> At Film Trials. And why don't you um, suggest a film for us to review in the new year? We've got a new hat. It's got some films from last year still in it, but it is a new hat. And we're going to be putting new films into it. That's, that's going to be the rule from now on. New year, new hat. Um, and also check us out. <laughs> Check us out on Facebook, check us out on YouTube, check us out on everything. Just go on Google and type in Films on Trial. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We will be in your ears with a real-life installment of Films on Trial next week. So thank you very much once again, and goodbye. (laughs) 